Did Trey Lance really fix his mechanics? We'll take a look at that and more. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. He's Grant Cohn. Welcome to another joint production. What's up, Grant? Not much, Rob. Just having a great morning here in Oakland, California, drinking my coffee. Had a long day yesterday, but today is a streaming marathon. We have to talk about practice. It's a very important practice. A lot happening. It's a huge stuff going. Don't say not much is going on. There's a ton of stuff going on. The 49ers are on the practice field. You are blowing up Twitter with your videos of Trey Lance. So let's get Mm. right to that. Trey Lance on the field. We got to see the new throwing motion. If you're watching on the YouTube page right now, you can see it. And yes, I took your video from your Twitter. I hope that's okay. I'm giving you credit for the screen. But there's Do Lance. I look like I care about that? You think I would ever? So hey, man. Does he look different to you? Yes. Now, I'm not saying... Like, I, I said, hey, Trey Lance fixed his mechanics. That was an oversimplification. He's in the process. But... You know, like like we were talking about it. Jeff Christian said, said it took him four days to identify everything that was wrong. There's a lot going on. But we talked about one thing in particular, the front leg lock. Like, it was an issue for Alex Smith. It was an issue for Jalen Hurts. We identified it last year. It just means that essentially his lower body and upper body is not in sync. And he was having to provide too much power with his arm. It led to fatigue, all kind of stuff. Inaccuracy. You can see it. If you slow it down, he's not locking out his front leg too soon which means there's more of a, a flow to his motion. It's not it's not just his arm. So that's good. He, he's going in the right direction. He's got a long way to go, I'm sure. I'm going to have a, a uh, throwing mechanics expert on my channel at one who can go way deeper than me. But the one thing I've been looking at is that front leg. Like, that needs to get cleaned up. Look, he's doing it. The young man is doing it. It's great to see, man. So he's, he's improving. Well, that's good. Yes. I mean, again, I'm hesitant to accept any of this because the only thing that Lance has to think about during these throws is bend my front leg, all the mechanical things that he has fixed. That's all he has to worry about. There's no defense. There's no audibles. There's no coverage that changes as soon as the ball is snapped. There's none of that. So it's easy to incorporate those changes now. But we have seen countless quarterbacks over the years say, fix my mechanics we're good and as soon as they get into the games it's the same old same old but you say you say it's easy to fix like man it took him till year three to do this man you know what i'm saying like there were real questions can he do this at all so at least he's showing he can do it uh in shorts he didn't he didn't show it in shorts the last two years this is actually progress for him and you know you're right every all everything you just brought up is correct let's see if he can replicate it in 11 on 11s in preseason but so far, so good. He's still only 23 years old. And again, like the fact that he didn't throw the ball very much in high school or college actually helps him because he doesn't have like deeply ingrained mechanics the way Colin Kaepernick did. Right. I just, I don't know. I don't know that it's that different. If you're watching on the YouTube page now, you can see some video. I hate that freaking, I hate that drill because it, it like it, uh, to me, it, reinforces bad habits you're too spread out his front leg is locked like don't do that i hate that drill God, I hate so that's that the drill for anyone that's not watching it's the don't pad like it. in between the quarterback's feet Yuck. um look he's he's overextended yeah i hate that drill stop doing that i'm not it's reinforcing bad habits boom it's overextended don't do that drill brian clay I clint stupid pretend to be a quarterback expert on mechanics but I don't know. Maybe it's different. I guess it's good. 
I hope it's Who good. the hell shuffles left and right for seven seconds and then throws across the field? Who does that? <laughs> Hold the ball in the in the pocket for seven seconds, go left, right, left, right, left, right, then throw the ball 25 yards on the line, throw an interception, throw a pick six. Like, hate that drill with a passion. So, so much. I liked what I saw from Lance yesterday. I liked his comments afterwards. Um, this is my question with Trey Lance, and it seems mm-hmm. weird to me because they're the narrative that they are selling you is that the finger injury that he suffered in the preseason of his rookie year changed everything. It's totally responsible for all the questionable things that we saw from Trey Lance. I mean, there was more talk about the finger injury yesterday, Grant, than there was about the ankle injury that he had last year that took two surgeries to fix. That's a good observation. And honestly, no one was talking about this finger injury. All of a sudden, it's like finger, 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 finger. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No one talked about it last year. No one talked about it last month. But now it's a huge talking point, and I think it's fa- I think two things are fair. If you break your index finger and you can't straighten it and you have to learn to throw with your last point of contact being your middle finger, that's all bad. Like, that yep. is a big deal. At, at the same time, why are they talking about it so much now? I mean, it makes you feel like they kind of were open to trading him during the draft. They didn't get an offer they liked or an offer at all. And now they're like, wow, like, wow, the league really is down on Trey Lance. I guess we should say nice things about him. I guess we should make excuses. So maybe it's like we've had this big mystery. We haven't told anyone a darn thing about Trey Lance and what's going on. Now maybe we'll be either transparent or we'll just have some, you know, propaganda narrative. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're finally being transparent. But I don't know why I feel that way. I have no idea why I feel that way. Can you ask Trey to just extend his finger? Because he said he, he had a comment yesterday about how like he's almost back to the point where he could extend it all. Like, yeah. can we see? Let's see it. Do it. Let's- yeah, put a, put on this glove. Put on this glove, Trey. Does it fit? Absolutely. I want to see it. It's, fu- it's so funny. Official BNA music. Thanks for the super chat. Lance's mechanics are a problem compared to Darnold being colorblind and not knowing what jersey his team is wearing on game day. Heard I heard okay. Sam Darnold had a fumble yesterday. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, it happens. He fumbled a snap in 11-on-11s. 11 11s. It was the one play he was going to throw the ball in 11-on-11s. 11 11s. He fumbled the snap. Ty Davis-Price recovered it and ran for like 15 yards. Heads hey. up play by Ty Davis-Price. So it was my first impression of Sam Darnold in person. And frankly, it's my impression that I've always had of Sam Darnold. Like, if you just watch him and don't watch where the ball goes, it looks good. Releases pretty quick. He has all kind of different arm slots. Nice spiral. But then it's just, it's like, it's behind the receiver. It's low. It's just, eh. Or he's indecisive. He's in the he's in the pocket. He looks left. He looks right. He looks back to the left. It's like, what? What are you doing? Like you're 25. You've been in the league a long time. He had one open deep shot. The one guy the other day had open deep shot to Danny Gray. Saw it, hesitated, underthrew it, had the pass broken up. Like Danny Gray was open. So yeah, man, he's got. I guess he has a nice arm, but it's like, what does he do with it? I mean, Blaine Gabbert had a nice arm, but he yes. couldn't put the ball where he wanted to put it. So that's my question because Chris Sims just came out with his quarterback rankings and he has Purdy, I believe, one spot ahead of Darnold. I think that's what it was. Or maybe it's flipped. I can't remember. But my question is this. If Sam Darnold has all this good stuff going for him, he can throw, he can move, all that good stuff. When is that going to help him actually become a good quarterback? Because guess what? He hasn't been to this point in his career. He he lacks confidence. He's indecisive. And I think Part of the reason he lacks confidence is he doesn't know where the ball is going to go. I mean, kind of like a, a, a basketball player with a bad jump shot. Like, how, how confident are you to take it if you don't, if you really don't think it's going to go in? I, he, and that's the thing. Like, the Niners, I really don't, still don't think they know what they're doing at quarterback. They, they lucked into Brock Purdy. And their lesson from it was 
Sam Darnold's just as good? Like, no, there are big differences between Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Like, say what you want about Brock's physical skill set, but he is an extremely confident athlete. He's a real leader. Like, he's got he's off the charts in that stuff. Like, Darnold, Darnold isn't at all. So I, I, I still think the Niners are like three blind mice trying to find a quarterback. And they kind of lucked into one with Brock Purdy, but now they just have to hope they didn't ruin him in eight starts, which they might have. The way Darnold said, oh, when the reporter asked what he brings to the quarterback. Nice hair. He does bring some nice hair. Maybe he brings snacks. I don't know. Maybe he's got like donuts in the morning or something. Uh, To be fair to Sam, he said "Uh," about 800 times in that interview. So, (laughs) Yeah, I was grateful that the Niners sent out the transcript so I could just read it and didn't have to watch it. Did they delete the ums? That's always. Uh, Yeah, I think they generally. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (sighs) Sorry, Uh, Sorry, Sam. Super chat from Nadro 49er. Would Trey's mechanics have been fixed sooner if he had played right away as there would be more eyes and film on him or did the quarterback coach drop the ball? Well, he's had how many quarterback coaches has he had, Grant? I think we're up to three now or four. Did those other guys just suck that they couldn't see what Jeff Christensen saw? Like, there's so many questions with this. Did they suck? No, but I, I guess, you know, different students need different teachers. And I just don't understand why it took the Niners until year three to find the right one. And I don't even know that the Niners, I kind of get the feeling that Mahomes or someone was like, hey, Trey, why don't you come work out with me? Like, I, I feel like this was independent. I'd like to know. I feel like the Niners were like, hey, we want you to go to 3DQB. We want you to go here. We want you to go there. And it didn't work. And now Trey's like, well, now that you've given up on me and you're all in with Brock, why don't I find my own guy? I'll go work with Mahomes and just Christian. And so now he's, ha- I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like he's finally buying in or found a coach who gets it. I don't know. But it's interesting that it took this long. Well, but then even Christensen had that comment of, well, he wasn't really getting what I was saying, but then he saw Patrick Mahomes th- do it. And then he said, it's like, what? Like, ugh, I don't the whole, maybe thing. that means that Trey Lance is a little, um, defensive about his throwing. Like, Hey, I can do it. Hey, this works. Well, I thought it was interesting. They asked about the arm fatigue. Like, is the arm fatigue gone now? And he didn't say right. it's gone Absolutely because right. I changed my throwing motion. He stuck to his original comment, which was, I just threw too often after right. draft leading up to the draft so he's not that's willing funny. to say that that's like that's funny. like being in a job interview and they're like what's your biggest weakness i work too hard right i care <laughs> too much yeah okay dude all right you okay whatever see one thing i like about brock is he doesn't bs you like that like someone at someone said he someone said that uh he, he mentioned how he was working on his strengths and weaknesses and someone's like all right man name a weakness and he's like okay i'll do it right now and he was like you know I was feeling myself a little bit last year after a couple starts. I started doing too much. I started, I was like, damn, like no one gives answers like that. Like, yep. let's go. Let's go. I like Brock so much for stuff like that. And it's like quarterbacks, you're allowed to be honest. You really are. People like you for it. I thought it was awesome. And was literally great. Vish and I said the exact same thing on Monday that he, yep. he was more strict with himself when he first got mm-hmm. in and the more comfortable he got the worst he kind of was at staying within the structure of the offense. It's a natural tendency for a young quarterback, right? Hey, I could be special. I'm 23. I'm going to be the next Joe Montana. Why would you not shoot for the stars? As as opposed to, I'm going to be the best damn game manager there is out there. Like, of course, I get it. But at the same time, you got to be a game manager on this team, buddy. Like, they don't want you to do too much. You don't have to be a hero. Like you were at Iowa State. He throws touchdowns. Like, he threw that touchdown to Kittle against the Raiders, and Kyle was, was... saying how he missed uh Jennings on an out route on the other side of the field like they do not want you to do that because they think that will not be sustainable long term I think that's what their ultimate message is um but we'll see if Brock you know you got to find the balance they've kind of built I keep going back to like the late 90s Tampa Bay Buccaneers like the GM of the team is John Lynch 
that's how he won a Super Bowl. They won with a very specific formula, best defense in the league. Brad Johnson at quarterback. They're looking for their Brad Johnson. And Jimmy wasn't that. Like, he wasn't even that good. Uh, and my question is, like, is can you really ask a 23-year-old to do stuff like that? Like, Brad Johnson just came in, was 35, knew his role, wasn't special. Just be a go get, just go be a game manager. Like, it's hard to ask a 23-year-old to do that. Like, you don't have the experience. Brock is different because he has all this college experience, but it's not the same. He got hurt. You don't even know if he can make it through a 17, a 21-game schedule. You don't know that. Right. He might be Nick Foles, give you a couple months. There's something about Brock I want to get to a little later, but I want to answer this question first. Um, There's something about Brock. Mue, I don't know how you say that. I apologize if I said it wrong. It's a tough one. Mau, sorry. Uh, they're, the, now they're talking up trade. A trade him talk is too simplistic. I think the 49ers genuinely don't know what will shake out at quarterback, including with Brock. Do you think they are talking up Trey Lance to trade him? I mean... Doesn't hurt to talk him up if he feel, if he has no trade value and you might want to trade him down the line. Then yeah, it would behoove you. But it, I really think Kyle is trying to be transparent here, and I don't think he cares who the quarterback is. I really don't think he cares. It could be either, any of the three. Just you guys figure it out. Want, someone please assert yourself. Uh, locker room, get, get on board. Like we, he just needs a guy, and he needs everyone um, behind him. But that's easier said than done. How are you going to do that, Kyle? What if we were talking? I was talking about this with Vish last night on my show. What if they're this quarterback competition doesn't actually produce a clear-cut winner. What do you do then? Then you have to actually make up your mind, Kyle. You have to make a decision. And he doesn't want to do that. Mm, I, I think his mind is made up. It's Brock. I, really I think it's Brock, yeah. Okay, uh, but, what if, but what if it's not that simple, right? Like, what if, what if well, Brock isn't ready? What do you right, do? So this is the question, and I thought this was fascinating. Here's yep. Kyle Shanahan explaining when he was asked, when is Brock going to be back and is it a moving target? Here's what Kyle said. It's not really a moving target. It's that only God knows and it's all estimates. So it depends what quote people have got from me. But I mean, we're hoping for week one and I feel pretty optimistic about that. Um, that's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one. And usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you got to come before that to make that goal. And that's kind of the goal we're hoping for and don't have any reason to think differently. So that's Kyle saying he's going to, we hope he's ready to go week one. We have no reason to doubt it. And in really order optimistic, to, right? Cause yeah. in order to he'll be back, to, he'll be back before then throwing. Exactly. Gotta be very specific. Here's Brock when asked if he'll be back in week one. I feel good. Arm is feeling good. Um, so to say, I'm going to be ready by this time or this time. I just, you know, we're not trying to label any kind of timeline like that for sure though. Like that's a, that's a goal, right? To, um, sure. You want to be ready for, you know, the season, and um, if that's the case, great. But um, like I said, we're just taking it one day at a time, and don't want to say anything that we regret down the road or whatever. Like Kyle did when he was like very optimistic, probably going to be there. Very right. interesting, man. This kid's poised beyond his years, dude. That did not sound like a twenty-three-year-old. That sounded like a grown-up pushing back against another grown-up. I love Brock Purdy so much. Love this, this guy. is the interesting thing. He was asked by Yahoo earlier in the offseason if he has a sense that he'll be back at all this year. And he said, honestly, I don't know. Oh, then God. yesterday, his head coach is up there saying, we think it's going to be week one. And Brock again has the opportunity to say week one. And he says, I'm not saying anything, which Good is you, really weird. Because, you know, the Niners are doing a, some weaselly stuff. They're, <laughs> they're over there whispering that Sam Darnold's just as good as him. What is that telling him? If I'm Brock Purdy, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm going through this surgery. 
You're talking up Sam Darnold as being like me. Okay, go ahead, man. You think I'm replaceable? You think I'm not that special? You think, okay, go ahead. Let's see how it goes with Sam Darnold. It's kind of the position Jimmy Garoppolo was in the last couple of years. Like, okay, you don't need me anymore. Go ahead, show it. I want to see it. I want to see. This guy's better than me. I don't know. I feel like the Niners are kind of downplaying Brock. Maybe I'm downplaying him too. But like, hey, if it's him against Darnold, I'm taking Brock all freaking day. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the Niners are trying to play with him. Like, hey, man, you better come back week one. You better come back week one because we just might start with Sam Darnold week one. And if he plays well, no one will remember you, man. He'll be the next guy. No? The least secure spot in the world is 49ers starting quarterback, yeah. whether it's Kyle Shanahan or the fact that they've only had one healthy quarterback season since 2014. Think about that. Right. Double yeah. B Studio watching on YouTube says, when Kyle says, depends what quote people got from me, that's for you, Grant. LOL. Well done, sir. He thinks about you a lot. I like Kyle. We're starting to have more of a, uh, not friendly, but like, not jovial, but like <laughs> a relationship where we're both smiling while we, you know, <laughs> take jabs at each other, which is what I like. That's fun. Because I don't got nothing personal against him. And I really do get a kick out of his whole shtick. I'm just not a shit. He despises. Kyle despises when you hold him accountable for things he yes. said in the past. True. Because he, he thinks these media sessions are just like, he hates them. He just wants to get through them. So I think True. he says whatever he says. And his expectation is like, well, Don't remember. That, yeah. Like that was that yeah. other media session. Don't hold me accountable for anything I've said. And so when you do bring it up, Dog. he gets all sensitive about it. You're the face of the 49ers. This is the big leagues, buddy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, hey man, do you watch Succession on HBO Max or Max, whatever it's called? Do you have? I actually don't. Okay, it's, it, I'm watching it now. I just started. I'm on season one, and anyone who watches it, this character in it named Kendall, he looks like Kyle. He kind of acts like Kyle. Now he's also a drug addict. Kyle's not a drug addict, but man, and whenever I'm watching that show, I'm like, whoa! Anyone feel me on that one, Kendall? Kyle comparison. Anyway, you should watch that show just for that. Just for that. yeah, I started it and I couldn't really get into it, and I stopped slow like a while ago. Slow. So, but then it picks up. Carlos says, Brock, be smart and don't rush back. Lance QB1. That's the other part of this. If Brock really feels like his career is at risk, he can't be worried about coming back week one. He's got to come back when he feels like he's physically ready. I mean, it doesn't, it just kind of feels like the Tua situation in Miami, man. Same coaching staff. And they're like, you're good. You're good. You're good. Come back. Come back. It's like, <laughs> whoa, man. Like, I just had a career-threatening injury. Like, I know it's not my head, but it is my throwing arm. Can you chill for a second? Like, I just had an unprecedented run. Tua did the same thing, right? He was he won, like, eight games in a row, put up, you know, just outrageous numbers, had a serious injury. The Dolphins were like, no, he's good. He's good. He's good. Put a little dirt on it. Just rub a little dirt on it. Get back out there. Like, mm, maybe you want to be careful with your players and show that you're actually a player-friendly team. Very weird maybe. situation. And maybe they're all on the same page. I don't know that they're not. You know, they could all be. Maybe they told Brock, don't make any proclamations about when you'll be back, which would be weird because Kyle immediately made a proclamation about when he'll be back. But I don't know. It just seems like I noticed a difference in those answers. And I know people think that I'm being a conspiracy theorist or whatever. I didn't make them say what they said. I'm just pointing out what they said. You got, I mean, Brock's been pumping the brakes in public interviews for about a month now. Anytime mm -hmm. someone asks. Like, so what's going to happen? You can play this year. He's like, well, I mean, I'd love to. I would just freaking love to. But uh, I just taking it one day at a time. I don't know. Again, if he hadn't played that well last year and he had more to prove, I would understand, like, really pushing to come back. But, again, he had the best rookie stretch ever. 
One of the best rookie stretches ever for a quarterback. He's got pedigree now. He's got a name for himself and a future. So there's no reason to throw that away by coming back too soon and going 0-3 to start the season and getting benched. Because that could happen. You know, like, like they're trying to act like this dude is Drew Brees in his prime. Hey, man, I don't care if you play at all this offseason. If you're healthy week one, you're on the field. Like, yeah, dude, if he was 30 and he'd won a Super Bowl and he'd started 78 games or whatever, like, sure, do that. I don't care. But that's not – he's started eight games. He's 23 years old. No offseason. You're setting him up for failure unless he's just this prodigy. And it's he doesn't have to be a prodigy to have a, a promising future. It's unfair to hold him to that. You're, you're gonna you're gonna put him into a sports psychologist. You're gonna you already got one quarterback seeing a sports psychologist. Can you take a little pressure off this 23 year old, please? Good on Lance, by the way, for doing it. Yes, God, with Hell all the yeah. stuff he's been through. Uh, another comment: Kyle's mind may be made up, but mine's changed. I'm just saying, I think this quarterback situation is far from over. Purdy could come back and never play well again. He could come sure. back and never play well again. He could come back and immediately get hurt. I mean, last year we saw a quarterback get hurt in the first quarter of game number two. So even if Brock does win, you know, is the guy and is ready and comes back, that doesn't guarantee anything. So it's, it's what's totally- funny about the Niners is more than anything, like what kind of quarterback they need. They need a quarterback who plays every game. That's what they <laughs> need. Because every year it seems like they're trying to win the Super Bowl with their backup quarterback somehow. Like yep. it's valiant. You, you might you come close, but you just need a starting quarterback who plays every game. And we're in year seven. They haven't found that. I'll know. Say what you want about Brock. He does. This. He does a lot of great things. Can he play twenty one games in a row on this team? He couldn't we last don't. year. We have yeah. no idea. And, and that little thing he mentioned about not you know going off script too early or too often. We don't know that he can get that out of his game too. He was benched Correct. at Iowa State. Like that is Correct. a thing that happened. So and he, he he committed a bunch of turnovers at Iowa State too, and like he had a bunch of plays in last season that were like near picks. You know, is that going to start happening with him? Because that's what happened with Jimmy. He had a hot start, won a bunch of games, and all of a sudden turnovers became a big issue for him. I'm just curious. Clarsart forty nine says they called Grant a hater and a madman when he was right the whole time. About what? I'm usually wrong. What are you talking about? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, Thank let's you. get to some other stuff that you saw because obviously you were there. You got to see the practice. Mm-hmm. Who looked good yesterday? Who looked good yesterday? Well, I'm going to say it like this. The, the trench guys didn't do really any competition. There were like four or five reps of 11 on 11s. They weren't wearing helmets during it. Like the whole thing, no pads. They didn't mm-hmm. want to have real contact. And then there was mostly a seven on seven practice. So when I say that Drake Jackson looks like a whole different person and he does, I haven't seen him go through like a one-on-one, any type of like physical competition yet. But you can see him standing there like he looks jacked. Last year he looked, I'm not saying soft, but just he looked like a college player. Like he was wearing a t-shirt under his jersey, just looked a little. Now it's like, hey, look at me. I'm the most yak dude on the team. Him and Spencer Burford are the two year two dudes that look like they're year five dudes. And that's that's big because not every young player does that. I, I think... You just assume, oh, you know, you get them in here, put them in an NFL training program, and they'll be like mm, some guys. But then you got some guys like Ambry Thomas, where year three is like, man, you never took the leap, dude. Like, what's going on here? Like, do you love football? So those two guys, very impressed. Um, Brayden Willis, dude, this rookie guy is such a natural receiver. Like, Ross Dwelly better really have his A game because this guy made like a one-handed, left-handed catch over the middle. Like, Brayden Willis. Also, Cam Latu. He better show something in these preseason games because he's never going to impress like Willis in these practices. Willis is like a sleek, 
route running finesse like guy with head fakes and stuff and hands like hella good also ronnie bell like he's not physically impressive it's just he caught six passes it's like (laughs) damn he caught another one like he's just good he's good i don't know how good of an athlete he is but he's a good football player those guys stand out um brandon allen so here's the thing the reason why i'm a little like underwhelmed by darnold like he was 11 to 15 ball placement a little spotty but like he played with the second team against the second team this guy started like 60 starts and again it's like a little indecisive don't know what you want to go then you see brandon allen come in with the third string and it's just like he looked like ryan fitzpatrick you know what i mean just like really decisive pushing the uh pushing the ball down the field like well, yeah, he's playing against third stringers. This is this is a 30-year-old vet who's played a little bit in the NFL. Like, that's what it should like. That's just what it should look like. And with Darnold, I feel like it looks the same no matter who he's going to because he's fighting himself. He's fighting the ghosts. It's like 11 defenders and eight ghosts out there. It's tough. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sam. Got to go against 19 people. Well, that's it's what, hard. The comment from Greg Papa on KMBR the other day was so yeah. absurd. Yeah. He said, well, if they could just coach the ghosts out of him, and if they could just coach the turnovers out of him, and if he could just stay healthy, Easy. he could be the Easy. next Brock Purdy. It's like, there well, great. If he was a totally different quarterback, he might be good. But guess what? He's not. Yeah. That's why I would have rather signed someone that didn't see ghosts or just draft someone. Like, this right. guy, Sam has a lot of failure attached to him. Like, mm-hmm. let's, be, let's be real clear. He failed on the Jets, and he failed in Carolina. He's on his third team. Trey hasn't failed yet. Trey got redshirted. Trey got injured. He hasn't failed yet. Sam fails. Everyone knows it. He knows it. And now you have to like wash that off of him. Like that's, you ever see the BO episode of Seinfeld? It's like that a little bit. You don't get the smell. Oh, everyone can smell it forever. It's beyond BO. It's BBO. It's, beyond, it's BBO. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Uh, Josh Wyatt says, remember when I said they needed to sign a quarterback day one to make the team better? I didn't know it would be Darnold. Is there no one else? That was my whole thing, too. Of course they needed to sign a quarterback. They didn't need to sign Sam Darnold. Gardner Minshew was there, who's been infinitely better than Sam Darnold in his career. But they wanted- I like Mariota, but he gets hurt, too, unfortunately. Mariota yeah. was legitimately better than Darnold. Mariota beat the Niners last year. The Niners are like, not impressed. Let's well, take that. Let's take Baker Mayfield's backup. Thank you. <laughs> They, you know, there were eight defensive starters missing in that game. Sure. Sam Darnold still wouldn't have won that game. Oh, I don't true. care. I that saw him against freaking Ambry Thomas yesterday. And like, no, Darrell Luter Jr. And he was like, <gasps> Ethan M says, how much should Trey Lance play in the preseason? As much as humanly possible. Hold play on, though. Whole preseason. Mm, I, hold on, though. He broke his finger in preseason. You don't want him playing behind like Nick Zakel. And, and like the, the third string offensive alignment. So it's a little, yes, you want him playing, but you also want him playing behind. If he's playing, I want the offensive line playing too. I like, don't just put him out there with no protection to be like, you need these reps, but Jake Brendel doesn't. Like, mm, hey, Burford, Brendel. I, I know Trey Williams is going to play, but everyone else needs to play. I'm protecting my quarterback in preseason. Don't let Trey Lance get hurt in the preseason a second time. Please. JM617 says, bro going wild off an OTA. Yeah, I am, because I've been desperate to see this team on the field for months, okay? But going back to Trey in the preseason, I thought it was a great question from Jennifer Lee Chan, who who asked him, like, are you 100% healthy? And Trey said, yes. No ankle issues, no finger issues, no nothing. So there's no excuses left for him. Like, I I don't want to hear about any of the other stuff. He's got to go out and produce, and it starts in the preseason, and I think he should play – 
as much as possible. He needs the reps. Brandon Allen doesn't need the reps. Sam Darnold doesn't need the reps. Sam Darnold's been in the league for years. Trey needs the reps. I thought it was really interesting, too, the, the play calls Kyle called for Trey yesterday. It was, I mean, like the same thing over and over again. It was uh, seven on seven, shotgun, get the ball, three-step drop, throw to the flat. Right, left, right, left. Like quick throws to the flat. And you're like, okay, those are really easy. Like those are layups. Like mm, not for Trey all the time. Like honestly, those are the toughest throws for Trey. And he's got this new throwing mechanics. He's not throwing as hard as he used to anymore. Like he used to throw really hard. Now he's like trying to take a little off like Mahomes does. Mahomes doesn't throw hard all the time. And it was like a little bit of test. All right, man, let's see you hit. Let's, I'm, I'll call like 15 quick throws for you. Let's see what you do. And he was money. He was money. I mean, that's, that's a good step for him. Maybe that's what Kyle's testing, the precision, right? Yep. Not only can you yep. hit this, can you hit it consistently? And I have right, no idea. I'm not going to start you and, and run the ball 45 times and call seven shots. Like, we're not going to play. You need to play quarterback. And he did yesterday. That was seven on seven, right? It's one right. thing when there's no trenches in front of you, but so far, so good. Uh, Robert Zelinsky third says, Trey, uh, Grant, did Trey get married? It looked like he had a ring. As far as I know, he did not get married. Uh, that's a big no from Grant. I, got I don't you think so. There. Sorry about I missed that. that. No. And then let's get to this. I think this is interesting. Glass half full guy says, is there a reason why everyone isn't at OTAs? Is it just because it's voluntary? So I think there were five or six players that weren't at the OTAs. Uh, Trent Williams was one. Nick Bosa was one. An interesting name on the list, Grant. Debo Samuel. Nowhere to be found. Your reaction. Also, Javon Hargrave. Debo is interesting. Um, I thought he would be there. And I was disappointed that he wasn't. I understand Nick Bosa and Trent Williams. Like, those are the two best players in the league. Or each of them are the best at their position. When they come back to the team, you're not going to question what kind of shape they're in. You know what kind of shape they're going to be in. Also, they're kind of selfish players, if I could just say so myself. Like, Nick Bosa is kind of an independent contractor. He does what he does his own thing. They, they, they make him a captain, but he's not, he doesn't really seem like a leader. Also, Trent Williams tips plays. Like, he does what, what's best for him and his stance for, for his one on one <laughs> matchup. Like he, they're very much lone wolves. Uh, Debo, I thought he was supposed to be the leader of the team. Like Fred Warner's the leader of the team. He showed up, didn't practice. Like no problem, but he's there. Kittle, Kittle was, was there. there. Kittle was there. Like Debo, so you don't want to be a leader. Does okay, that's fine. You want to be like Trent and and Bosa and just show up. But at the same time, like you're not Trent and Bosa. You haven't established yourself as a perennial guy who's in the tip top shape of uh, you know all the time. A perennial all pro. That's so not you. Like you're the guy who wasn't in shape last year. You're the guy who wasn't at OTAs last year either. You're the guy who came to training camp about 5, 10 pounds overweight and tried to play his way into shape. You can't do that in the NFL. Bosa doesn't do that. Trent Williams doesn't do that. You did that. And it would have been nice to see a renewed commitment to fitness from Debo Samuel right now. And maybe he's somewhere in Houston or wherever, like grinding his butt off, but I would have liked to see it. I think it would have been nice to, for him to show the team Hey guys, look at me. I'm all in. I'm committed, but he didn't. So I guess we'll see at mini camp, which is mandatory in a few weeks. I'm all for players taking their time. If it's not mandatory and you don't want to do it, great. But sure. when you show up, yeah. you better show up in shape and you better Correct. ball out. Trent Williams <laughs> always balls out. Nick Bosa just one defensive player of the year. So if you're not going to show up, 30 years old, you know what I mean? He has a reason. You, you know, like Debo, like you're 26, dude. Come on. Like also, also McCaffrey being there shows him up ever since like this was Debo's offense 
Now it's McCaffrey's offense. McCaffrey's there. He looks like it's October. He's in great shape. He goes through every drill at a hundred. He's like Jerry Rice. He's doing the Jerry Rice thing. Like, I do not mess around. I'm the ultimate pros. It's my team. I'm the leader. And Debo's just chilling, being like, yeah, take it, Christian. I don't want it. I'm going to be over here doing whatever I'm doing. I, I okay, cool. Now you're the. Now he's the alpha. I heard Christian McCaffrey said a torrid pace. Torrid pace! <laughs> Jerry McDonald, I love you, man. Um, torrid pace. But that's really interesting because, look, Christian McCaffrey seems like he's stepping into a leadership role on oh. this team. Um and he couldn't really do that last year because he came in midseason. He was just trying to get his bearings. But I wouldn't be shocked if maybe Christian McCaffrey kind of usurps Debo Samuel as like one of the perceived leaders of that locker room. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you probably need to get that number one seed and get a bye week. And if you're going to get that number one seed and get a bye week, you got to start out fast. You're going to start out fast. You got to take these sessions seriously. You can't have a bunch of your best players not show up. And when they went to the Super Bowl in 2019, they started fast. They had a bunch of guys on their first year on their rookie contracts who were proving themselves. Like Fred Warner was out there the entire offseason. Debo, the entire offseason. Like now, so yeah, the fact that McCaffrey's doing it makes me feel like they have hope. Like McCaffrey's going to lead this charge to start. He wasn't there to start the season last year. He should be. If they can keep him healthy, I mean, how many games have they lost with him on the field? Like zero when they have a quarterback, right? So he, he gives them that confidence. It's a fair point. It's a fair point by you. Glass half full, yeah. guys. Congratulations, Grant, on not getting yelled at by a player. Hashtag winning. Yeah. Be honest. Thank did you. you. Did you hide from Javon Kinlaw? No, he walked right by me. I was gonna say hi, but he didn't see me. Um, I'm not hiding. I was really happy I didn't get yelled at. I was thinking, I was nervous. I was like, which player is gonna have a problem with something I said? <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it might have been Darnold, but I guess not. Sorry. Sam. Don't worry, there's time for that. There's time. There is time. Uh, we're getting an update. Dustin the Gale says Trey's ring was a sleep monitoring ring, I think. I have no idea. You got to get to the bottom of Trey Lance ring gate, Grant. Yeah, I'm interested in that. He's got that sleep number bed. He's all about his sleep. Yeah. He really cracked me up when he was on with Rich Eisen. He was like, oh, you don't understand. Don't you know how important sleep is? That was so funny. He's got good he timing. With that. Yeah. No, he, He's got I good timing. He saw some personality yeah. with him. Yeah. I hope we He's, get to see it more. He's great. Brock's great. They give great quotes. They're perfect. I Sam, nothing against Sam. He tries, but he just can't. I hope Sam's not the quarterback of this team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just spoiled by these Trey Lance and Brock Purdy quotes. I'm spoiled. Josh sorry. Wyatt says, is this really a quarterback competition or is Trey competing against himself? Good if question. he loses, do they really start Donald or do they bring in someone else? I don't think they're bringing in somebody else. I w- no, I wouldn't go there. But the first question, I think he's competing against himself. I, Darnold had no first-team reps. Like it, I think the only way Darnold gets first-team reps is if Trey starts struggling. Well, Kyle like, right, dude. though. He said, well, uh, we'll get that straightened out. And then he, he went out of his way to condescend a little bit to anyone that sure. called the first team because he wanted to point out that the offensive line uh-huh. wasn't in there and that some of uh-huh. the other reasons. You know what we mean, uh-huh. Kyle. You know uh-huh. what we mean. Yeah. I when he starts parsing stuff, it, I, it's like, whatever, dude. I'm going to trust my eyes on this one because it seems like you're trying to, you know, gaslight me a little bit. Like, I saw what I saw. Okay, there was a clear delineation of first team. There was no split up. There was no you go and then you go and then, okay, you go first and then not. None of that. It was all Trey. And if, if, if that starts happening where they start actually splitting up the first team reps, then I'm going to start thinking, okay, well, they're starting to lose confidence in Trey. But they wouldn't do that on day one, week one. That'll be down the line if it comes at all. 
Were you surprised that Trey was flat out asked about being somewhere else? And he was like, nope, never thought about it. This is where I want to be. I love everything here. Like, he was very unequivocal with that. Uh, I was surprised that it was asked, although it's a good question, and I'm not surprised that he answered that. Like, what was he going to say? Yeah, I was thinking about requesting a trade, but then I, it's like, if he does that, he, he looks like a petulant, arrogant. Like, he doesn't have the, the chops to do that. He, what he needs to do is say, no, I, I, this is a good organization, and I'm all in. Like, he, he said the right thing. Who knows how he really feels, but he said the right thing. It's a bad look for him to be like, I want to leave. Like, nah, man, like, just stick it out. Don't, yeah, don't go to the transfer have, portal. <laughs> he could have said, yeah. like, I never thought about it. But then I heard they were taking calls on me. And for a second, I did wonder. But ultimately, this is what, like, he didn't even make it seem like he ever vacillated whatsoever. And you're right. Maybe he's just smart and he realizes how that would look. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that he was necessarily telling the truth. What he was doing was projecting confidence. I, I want to be here. I'm going to compete. I'm going to win. Like, who knows how he really feels? Yeah, like he's really taking it one day at a time too, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he sure. said uh, in the 40 days off between OTAs and training camp that he's going to go right back and work with Jeff Christensen again. If I were Lance, you know what I would do? I would call up Debo and Ayuk and Danny Gray and Jawan Jennings and say, we're throwing. Come down. I'm setting up the throwing session. I'll pay for everybody's flight, whatever. Like he, To me, he needs to do that and then put it on them and see who shows up. Does Debo show up? Like Does Ayuk show up? I want to see Trey kind of like act as if, act as if you are the starting quarterback. Did you see what Trey said about tight end university? He said, I heard I'm going to throw there or something like that. And then he said, I'm glad I'll actually get the chance to throw. What did you make of that? And then he said, and then he said, I'll go throw some balls at those tight ends. He sounded like he was rolling his eyes. Like I'll go like, what a waste of freaking time. What a waste of time. And you know what? I can see it, dude. Like, what is he going to get out of that experience? You're going to have some tight ends run some routes, and I'm going to be the jugs machine. for Like, you could get any quarterback in the world to do that. And mostly, it feels like a like a fraternizing frat event where all the tight ends get to know each other. Like, so I'm really coming just to, like, what, kiss George Kittle's butt or, like, or, 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 or network? Like, Honestly, I have better things to do. So that's kind of what it sounded like. Like, yeah, I'll go because it's a big deal and he seems to want me. He's like, all right, like, I'll play the political. I don't want to. I thought that was very interesting. How much work do you think they're really doing? I mean, come on. You think, like, maybe they're doing some, but 90% of their time is not It's spent beer on. pong. I'm sorry. It feels <laughs> like it's probably beer pong. I don't know. Maybe a I'm little wrong. flip cup. A little flip cup just to change it up every once in a while. Right. It feels very yeah. much like a college atmosphere. Yes. Yes. Like, like let's, let's go on the field for like an hour, take some pictures, call it a charity event, and then <laughs> play beer pong. Like, I was in a fraternity. I remember how you did that. It was all supposed to be philanthropy, right? Like, yeah, it was philanthropy. And like, I don't uh, drinking care. for philanthropy. It's their off time. They can do what they want. But I, yeah. just, I think that, especially with Kittle, like, people like him. And so, we, they don't question stuff as much. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's great. They're grinding all the time at tight end. Oh, yeah. No. Raising awareness for tight ends. Like, yeah, that's a marginalized right. group in society. Tight ends. Rafa Calderon says it's a rite of passage for the Cabo click. That trip already happened, right? That was March. I just, is it hazing? I mean, like, are you bringing Trey there to be one of the guys or to be a pledge? Like, hey, Trey, throw these balls. Hey, Trey, go get the balls. Hey, hey. Trey, we're hungry, man. <laughs> right. How are in what capacity are you there? I want to know. 
did Brock get an invite? Did Sam get an invite? Like, why did Trey get an invite? That's the other thing I want to know. Great question. That that almost feels like uh, that was set up by someone pulling the strings. Hey, George, you're going to invite Trey. Hey, Trey, you're going to go. Okay. And I, I we're going to take pictures there. And it's you guys are going to smile in the pictures. You're going to have, George, you're going to put your arm around Trey when you take the, you know how me and John fake being friends? You and, <laughs> you have to go if you're Trey, though, right? You can't say no. Nope. He said no the last two years didn't work. You're desperate to sort of get in to that locker room, you know? And like he said no last year, and George just magically didn't play the first two games. Didn't say, I'm just saying. Maybe what? if you play, maybe if you go, George will just happen to be healthy the first two games. He'll <laughs> did just he be, say no or did he go and not It just broke? didn't happen. It just didn't happen. It just fell apart. Whatever. Interesting. Was yeah. it you that asked? Somebody asked Sam Darnold, I think, like, hey, did George Kittle, like, help you? Or not not Kittle, McCaffrey. Did McCaffrey help you, like, get in with the locker room? Was that you? Did you ask that That question? wasn't me. That wasn't me. That's a devilish question, though. What do you say? I forget. Oh, he, he said, said nothing. Um, so many times. He said nothing. Sam Darnold is is so used to tougher media questions and the media market of New York that he knows how to yeah. speak without answering a question. He'll never answer a question in San Francisco. Yeah, He'll he's on guard when we're like not really probing. Yep. We're like, so how you like being on the Niners? He was like, oh, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time. It's like, okay, you don't have to say <laughs> that. <laughs> we know you're taking it one day at a time. <sighs> oh. Who didn't look great at OTAs yesterday? Who didn't look great at OTAs yesterday? Poor Ambry. He's not going to make it. He's Ooh, the same guy. I don't know what's going on with him, man. It. I mean, like, so Traverius Ward didn't practice. He showed up, didn't practice. Team leader. So Lenore starts on one side, and the opposite side, you're thinking, oh, Ambry's going to start, right? Sam Womack. Mm. So that's another defensive coordinator who doesn't seem to, you know, be that impressed with Ambry Tom. I don't know what happened to this guy, but he has no muscle definition and he's he lost all aggression. He just chill, hangs back, watches guys catch passes. I, I don't want to go too hard on Ambry Thomas, but yeah, I don't even gonna make the team. Um, you got to show some urgency, Ambry. Like you're yeah. hanging out with the bread. Why do you think they drafted Darrell Luter Jr.? Like he has yeah. your exact physical measurements. Like they replaced you. They replaced you. So that's no good. Um, Talanoa wasn't practicing. Uh, who didn't? It's a tough one, man. Like, did you say? I thought I saw in your story D winners maybe did not. No, I didn't say anything about D. I thought I'm at the rookie mini camp, and I just didn't think he was going to be contributing right away. Who didn't okay. look good? I mean, I, it wasn't that kind of a practice. Like, mm -hmm. no one, no one embarrassed themselves. No one dropped a ball. I think I put people in the not so good section for not showing up. Calling who? <laughs> who looked bad at OTAs? Let me go back and look. I, I can't think of it. I don't want to be too hard. Javon Kinlaw. Just kidding. Nick Moody. Okay, can you settle this? Oh, yeah, the kickers. The freaking... Oh, we got to talk about the kickers. That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. Did Nick Moody make all his kicks, or did he no. miss a kick? Because there seems See, to be some disagreement in the 49ers. Well, there press. doesn't need to be misagreement. Uh, poor, poor spreadsheet didn't realize that they, you know, the Niners actually pay for officials to show up to practice. So you don't have to look at the ball. Just look at the two officials on the ground beneath the goalposts, and they'll tell you whether it's in or not. <laughs> and each so they they each kicker had four kicks both of them missed from the left hash at 48 yards out to be fair it was the, the wind was coming in their face it, it, whew, i just said that the wind was blowing in their faces and um it was a tough kick but at the same time like robbie gold was somewhere like laughing maniacally like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> good luck guys have your kicker competition 
Uh, Nadra 49er says, love your 49er coverage. Grant is next at minicamp. Because you're not, there's no more OTAs that are open to the media, correct? Oh, no, no, no. There, there will be, I believe, uh, this week, no. But next week, there'll be like another week of OTAs. There should be another day open to the well, media. There will be another day, okay. Yeah, absolutely. There's usually a couple OTA sessions, and then minicamp is like in three weeks. Okay, I see. I didn't, I knew they had practice. Right now, my schedule says uh, Tuesday and Wednesday next week for OTAs. I don't know if that's still accurate. Oh, that's I, I, I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm sure it'll only be one day. Good. Uh, good. I, lo- I loved it. They were on the field yesterday. They were dudes throwing and catching. We had press conferences. It was actual stuff to talk about. It was like, yes, please give me more of this. I you should have seen how many journalists were at this practice. And usually, I think the Warriors are still alive. So a lot of these Bay Area people are like at the playoffs, but they're done. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you had everyone at this practice. Like, guys, this isn't even football, but... Coverage has changed a lot. Everyone has a YouTube channel now. Everyone has a smartphone. And everyone knows that Niners coverage is just, I mean, so people were gorging out yesterday. It's pretty funny. Tavares, Tavares says, Grant, the journalists are stats. Please get a one-on-one interview with Lance. The odds of that happening at this particular moment are zero, okay? He gave one to Rich Eisen. It was very... uh premeditated and for a reason but i think his whole thing right now is i don't want to be in the spotlight i don't want to talk i want to just compete in the background and find a way to bridge the gap between me and brock like that's what he wants to do if he starts doing interviews it's probably going to make him look bad in the organization like who are you you're the backup quarterback that's what i'm thinking if I'm him, am i really like what has the organization done for me that i should reward them by not you know like point. If I'm him, I don't But care. I just feel like last year he was he talked more and he was posting on social media a lot. This year, not posting on social media, not talk. It's just he's given the whole like, you know, I'm old now. I'm serious. I understand what's at stake. I'm not messing around. And that's different than he was a couple years ago. Less a couple years ago, he was trying to make everyone like him. I'd like to see a little more fire from him. A little more like, hey, this is my job. I'm gonna show all you. Yeah, good. Brock did well last year. I don't care about that. I'm better than him. And he just doesn't seem like he's got that dog in him. Like Brock does say what you want about Brock. He's, he's got that in him. I don't think that Trey does. Well, Trey can't say that, but he has to act like it. And why can't he say, why can't he say, I think I'm better than Brock Purdy. Because that's something Josh Rosen would say. Like it would instantly turn off the whole team. Like, whoa, 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 go prove it. Not if he goes and falls out and proves it. No, yes. I'm saying like, like say it with your play, go out and prove it. But to just go out and, and training camp and be like, I'm better than Brock, be like, I think that would turn off a lot of people, fans, players on the team. Like, you need to go out and prove it, man. Like, you, you can't say it. You need to do it. And I think he, you know, he did it yesterday. He, he, he let it, he was 12 or 17 with a few drops. He was very accurate yesterday. That's how I you think, say it. Sometimes I think that there's too much care and concern about what the rest of the locker room thinks. They'll like me when I win. Okay. They like Jimmy when he won, they like Brock when he won. Now, he's got to back it up. I agree. But we don't need to walk around eggshells. I think they like Trey. Do they respect him? How do you respect a guy who's only started three games? I mean, you might want to respect him, but it's like me trying to respect a a, a podcaster who's done three streams. I'm like, yeah, man, those were, you had some good (laughs) moments on those streams. You had some moments, but it's like, dude, I I don't really respect you yet. You're not really doing this yet. Like, you've done it a couple of times. So that's on him. And it's on the team too, but like he needs to earn that respect by playing. 
and he could say whatever the hell he wants to say. He could go on Rich Eisen and say, I'm a red, you know, Fred Warner, watch out. I'm coming for you. Sure, dude, whatever. Like, do it. Do it. Kyle said yesterday that the guys respect the hell out of Trey Lance. I don't yeah. know if they do. Yeah. I, I don't think. I, <laughs> I don't know. How? You, you, you can't. You can't. You can respect him as a person, but he needs to go out. It's a, it's a production business. And the way I feel is everyone on this team feels they earn their spot. Every spot, at every position. And they look at him like, mm, man, they keep trying to hand it to him. He hasn't earned it yet. And that's why I think this offseason is so important to actually have a quarterback competition. Like, go let Trey Lance beat Sam Darnold. Then all of a sudden, everyone will look, okay, now you're one of us, man. You earned your job, just like I did. Just like I did. You know, that's, every single guy can be like, okay, you're part of the culture now, man. And I think it's weird that the quarterback position is the one job on this team that gets anointed every year. Like, no, like, have them, if you want them to be just like everyone else on your team, compete. But that's it, Grant. It's not just like everybody else. Quarterback is different. Quarterback always gets anointed. Trevor Lawrence didn't have to beat anybody out to be the quarterback of the Jags. Do you know how it goes? You know how it goes. Quarterback is different. Okay. They get all the blame. They get all the credit. They have but this more team's a little different too. Like, don't they want to be the, 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 the team that zigs where everyone zags? Like, they're the team that thinks quarterback is just a cog in the machine and they can win in spite of their quarterback and they're going to build everything else. Like, that's what they want to do. Oh, that's 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 who they want to be. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's smart, but it's what they want to do. They're not that different from every other team. They, whether they want to think it or not, like they're not. This, the rules that apply to the other team, you got to have a great quarterback to win a freaking Super Bowl. They might not think so, but guess what? They've been wrong to this point. They have been wrong again. No, they've just been unlucky, Rob. What are you talking about? They just Amazing. give one more chance. How often all these awesome quarterbacks just happen to be lucky, huh? Damn. What and are again, the, the way I was looking at is like, if you want to try to find that Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, Nick Foles, one-off quarterback, that guy's usually 30 for a lot of reasons. You know, it's a guy who understands his role, does isn't trying to do too much, and can sort of be integrated as a game manager. Like, no 23-year-old is wants to be a game manager or is particularly great at it. Like, anyone who has a little success at 23 starts trying to be a star. And so the guys who win the Super Bowl at 23, 24, 25 are legitimate stars, legitimate special quarterbacks. Do you have that guy? Are you just looking for the next Brad Johnson? If so, that guy's probably 33 somewhere else. Oof. Probably. Ray Martinez Jr. says, Grant is the voice of reason. What's going on right now? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's been a long year. Last year, I was getting canceled at this time. Actually, tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of me escaping death. Whew. That was uh, that was a hell of a thing. Literally, I had to talk about you potentially getting into a physical altercation with one of the most physically intimidating and badass members of the whole team. <laughs> that wouldn't have been an altercation. Remember uh, Breakfast Club? It would have been two hits. Me hitting you, Him you hit me. <laughs> me hitting the floor. So far, we've hey, Woo! Seinfeld and Breakfast Club in the same show. Oh, we're on fire. We're on fire. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Trey Lance. We'll see if the mechanics hold. <sighs> Who cares? It's Brandon Allen's teams now, baby. Let's go, Brandon. The He's the thirty-year-old vet they need. I've been trying to tell you, man. I loved all the statistics yesterday. Lance twelve of fifteen. What was Darnold? And then Tim Kawakami writing that Lance didn't complete every pass or anything close to every pass he threw in. He wrote that. I, yeah, he wrote that. Like, so oh, funny. we really need. We Thanks. really need to throw that in there, huh? 
That's like okay. saying like Steph Curry didn't hit every shot or even close to every shot. Like, ooh, got him. <laughs> I guess he's not good. God help us all. So we'll keep an eye on the Brock thing. We'll keep an eye. Obviously, there's more OTA practices this week. There's more OTA practices next week. So plenty of good stuff. Plus, Brock is going to be cleared to throw a football next week, which is hilarious because some people are saying it's a week early. It's not a week early. He had surgery March 10th. If you count 12 weeks from March 10th, next week is exactly on time, which is great. So we'll see what happens when he throws a football. That that's a big day for the 49ers because if he has No, some... no, it's it's not it's it's a it's a minor step because right now he's aggressively throwing a towel. <laughs> aggressively. So it's just a minor step after that. It's like pfft. aggressively, man. Not passively. Some people passively throw a towel. This dude is just firing it in there. The towel. Well, that's the funny thing too, Kyle was like, We have no reason to think that Trey that Brock won't be back for week one. It's like, yeah, because he hasn't started throwing a football yet. Of course there's no reason to think he won't be back. He hadn't done anything. Yeah. We're like three weeks away from the Niners being like, So Brock had a setback. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh yeah, we got some new information and uh yeah. Who is the only guy that hasn't had a setback in his recovery? It's Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Do Nick he does Bosa. his own thing? He, he goes. He, he goes. Yeah, he goes like three thousand miles away. He couldn't be farther away from the 49ers and still in. I mean, he could go to maybe Hawaii and be as far away. Maybe. I'm just. God love Nick. He did his own thing, went to his own people, followed his own program, and he came back from a devastating knee injury and was awesome. I got a question about Drake Jackson. Does anyone know where he worked out this offseason? Did he work out with the Niners or did he work out with Bosa? Because he looked out, he looks like he worked out with Bosa. Wow. And I don't know if that means it's gonna make him good. Like he may still not be a good edge rusher. I don't know, but like, wow. He's a whole different man. Wow. He's a man. Is that, is that noticeable? Yes. yes. By the way, Joey Bosa at OTAs for the Chargers. Just just throwing that out there. Really? Yep. Joey Bosa shows up. What's his angle? He already got paid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he kind of embarrassed himself at the end of last season. Is he trying to like remake his image or be a leader? If you want to be a leader, it's good to. Sh- you don't even have to practice. Fred Warner was there. You can't get on a plane. Is that far? Well, I guess if you're in Florida, that's a long flight. Yeah, South Florida know. to the Just Bay is like six hours. What's your uh, ETA for the Bosa contract? July, August. Yeah. How is it not done? How's it not done right now? Like, what do we, we have to wait till August for what reason? We know what the market is. We know what he's earned. I don't know. It feels like it's like an antiquated way of doing business and the Niners been doing it for a long time and they don't want to change. But it's like, did you save yourself any money or did it cost you money? Very, very strange. Are you squeezing out a couple dimes from him or are you actually costing yourself? I don't know. Who cares? But August. Last question really quickly. And this is kind of random. Were you surprised that Jed York did not vote against being able to flex teams into Thursday night football? Or was it just, hey, he just got $120 million to renovate Levi's in the Super Bowl, so he's going to do whatever the league wants. He got $120 million. He got the, he got the Super Bowl. And what else did he get? Oh, he got, uh, what do they want? Oh, the third quarterback rule. That's the Niners rule. I did that for the 49ers. So he got three things. What's he going to do? Start fighting back against stuff other owners want? I, can, I can't see it. But it's, it's, it's kind of stinks because the kicker thing doesn't help the night. They, they just draft. They just invested heavily in a kicker. And now it's like, well, kickoff distance doesn't matter at all anymore. It's like, that was one of the things they were talking about. 
with Jay was like, well, Robbie Gould doesn't really get those touchbacks anymore. Like, oh, doesn't matter. Yes, he does. He would now. Right. Because so for, for anyone that doesn't know, if you catch the ball inside, what, the 25 or the yeah. 20, you, yeah. you catch it, you automatically get it at the 25. So there's no there's no reason unless teams are stupid, which they might be. But there's really no reason for anybody to return a kick that goes within those yards. Just fair catch it. And you there's get really the no reason for anyone to return a kick at all ever again. Right. Which is what the NFL wants, which is hilarious to me because they're like, there's too many injuries on the kickoff. We have to stop that and protect players. But we're going to flex you Thursday night whenever the hell we want to. Damn it. What's the point of having the kick? It's like you got rid of the you, – you backed up the extra point because you, it was starting to become ceremonial. Well, now this kickoff is ceremonial. What is the point? Just line them up on the 25-yard line and start the drive. I don't understand. You also, it's an what? easy spot to get for a broadcast to get a commercial in. Oh, yeah. That's so stupid. That's really stupid. Also, like field goals in general, screw them. Can you just bring in the Arena Football League goalposts and just discourage teams from kicking field goals? I think fans would love it. Don't what kick do field goals. Go field for goal it. For failures. Field it's goal. not, oh, here comes the kicker. Like, oh, here we go, guys. Let's see if he can. I don't care. He's either. It, it, I'll just watch. I mean, it's like you're just watching to see if he misses it. And if he misses it, you're like, oh, what a loser. You had one job. Like, that's not that fun. That's not that fun. It's going to be fun for the Niners this year when it's Jake Moody trotting out there. Oh, number four. We'll see uh, Mansa last uh, super chat of the day. If they follow the rehab protocol, five-yard lob passes. That's what Brock will be doing. Also, you got Tommy Huxley above him saying Stafford is not a great quarterback. Zero MVPs. Pick six king. You can just go in the starred section now. Did you see that? Starred. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, okay. yeah. Stafford is not a great QB. Zero MVPs. Pick six king. Uh, Stafford is capable of putting a team on his back and throwing them to victory. When the Buccaneers were coming out of nowhere in the playoffs that year, and Tom Brady was doing his Tom Brady magic thing. Stafford got the ball back and was under pressure and threw a dime, an absolute dime to Cooper Cup down the middle that won them that game. Stafford is capable of doing that. So, yeah, he throws <laughs> six sixes, but let's not sleep on Matt Stafford, please. He won uh, the Super Bowl. Batman Lives 777. What's actor Jay Baruchel doing on YouTube with Grant? Holy crap. This is a thing, Grant. People think I look like that guy from she's out of my league or whatever it is. Jay. Barish. Oh, that guy. K. Adams. No, start- you're, you're a better looking guy than him. Ooh, you're a better hey. looking guy than him. Yeah. Adams started this when we worked together at NBC. She like constantly said, I look like him. And apparently it's a thing because people have freaking caught on to it now. Damn. K is really trying to flirt with you, huh? It's like, hey, why don't you just you could ask for my number if you use other it. ways. Do not think that's what it was. By the way, Batman lives. Feel free to donate to my YouTube. I don't know, man. Make that comment, okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right. I got all the super chats in. Thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Podcast Network YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to Grant's YouTube channel, by the way. What's next for you, Grant? Uh, in an hour, I'm going live with Jose Sanchez, who writes for my site. And at 1 o'clock Pacific, I'm going live with Austin Carter Samuels, who was the quarterback at Vanderbilt once upon a time, younger than me, and now he's like a uh, throwing guru and quarterback passing instructor. So he's going to give us his take on Trey Lance's mechanics, which is going to be much more sophisticated than whatever the hell we've deciphered. And then tonight, Niners After Dark, I'm just going to be in my room talking all freaking day because a practice happened yesterday. And <laughs> the world was never, it will never be the same. Nope, it will never be the same. Thanks, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. See ya.